Welcome to Ashes with Ash, a storytelling podcast from your tobacconist community, bringing you stories of life behind the cigar. Join me on this adventure to find the coolest cigar lounges, smoke some lovely cigars, and seek out the most incredible stories from our cigar lounge friends, owners, and customers. Let's tap into these untold stories with a little smoke and ash. Thanks for joining me for another episode, guys. Today you aren't only joining me, but also Nicole is here to tell us her story of how she got into cigars during COVID times and how different her life has turned out than she expected ever since she started smoking. From managing a high-end gem to smoking cigars and being the VP of a cigar media platform with her fiance. You guys are really going to enjoy this one. Happy listening. How are we doing? I see you're lighting up now. Mm-hmm. You're smoking the tiff, I believe. I just saw it on Instagram. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I had to take the photo first. <laughs> Amazing. Love it. <laughs> How is it? Um, it's good. It's very mild. Yeah. Um, I don't like overly peppery cigars. Nice. Um, and when Pete Johnson was on um, our show, on the Smoke and Tobacco show, I had like really dug into him because Tatuaje was one that was so strong when I, you know, first started smoking. I didn't know where to start with that line. Right. So I was like, Pete, you have to recommend me things. So this one actually he recommended for me. That's <laughs> sort awesome. Of start off with, with Tatuaje. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I know Tatuaje cigars can usually be pretty bold. Almost all of them. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so the tip actually is very mild and it was um, from the Monster Mash box set that he did last, um, last year on Halloween. So. Yes, I love those. Very cool. How long have you been smoking? Um, so just, um, I just hit two years actually in April. Very nice. So, what got you into it? Um, so my fiance, so um, Matthew Tobacco, um, he is the founder of Smoking Tobacco. And so um, we started dating during the pandemic. So I've told this story a couple times before, but wow. we had met on Facebook dating. Um, and I think on our second date or third date, um, he had a cigar with him. <laughs> and so so cool. I, I tried a cigar and, you know, when we started dating, it's just something that we did together and I fell in love. Oh, I love that. You fell in love in two ways, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Cigars first. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Cigars always first. Yeah. That's so cool. So tell us a little bit about smoking tobacco. Absolutely. Um, so Smoke and Tobacco actually started um, as a blog about three years ago now. Um, and it was started by Matthew. And um, he had just done some posts and reviews and some videos on YouTube and, you know, nothing crazy at that point. Um, and when the pandemic hit, um, one of his close friends, who is uh, John Carney, um, he is the sales director um, at La Florida Dominicana. And so he connected with him and they started a podcast together during the pandemic. So they were just sort of chatting online and they would go live, you know, people were on lockdown, you know, they just had a lot of time. So they started and it was horrible in the beginning. Um, They (laughs) didn't know what they were doing. Um, But, you know, John had a lot of friends in the industry, like who are also traveling sales reps for different cigar companies. So they had started a weekly show. 
And so um, it sort of evolved from there. And the show, I feel like, is what we're known for the most at this point. Cool. of just the main smoke and tobacco show. Um, but actually, there's a second show. So every other week, um, we also do a show called Spare Notes. Now, that show I'm not on, um, but that is Matthew Tobacco and Cigar Coop um, from Cigar Coop Cigar Media. Um, and it's just an industry show where they literally, it's just the both of them, like, I don't want to say bitch talking, but they're bitching about like everything in the cigar industry happening that week. <laughs> so love it, love there's it, love that it. second show. Um, and then we also do news articles. And so we do news mm. and press releases um, on our website as well. Oh, I love that. So, That's so cool. Yeah. So it came about like during the pandemic, just like missing, talking about cigars and everything like that, I bet. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the other thing too is um, tobacco is actually Matthew's last name, T-A-B-A-C-C-O. So um, that's how he started the blog. So um, we are engaged. And if I get married, we'll both be Mr. and Mrs. Tobacco. Um, so oh, it's just cool. very fitting that we do something with cigars also. Oh my God. Of course. How could you not? That is so yeah. cool. Love that. So you guys don't have like a cigar lounge or a house cigar or anything like that? Nope. So we are um, just a cigar media company. Um, and, you know, we just try to cover everything there is to know about cigars. <laughs> that is so cool. Or what part do you have in the podcast? So I, um, the way that I got involved, um, so I was laid off from work myself during the pandemic. And so Ugh, my sucks. real job. Um, I used to work for an upscale gym, um, which oh. I'm not going to say on the podcast, um, but you would Good. be familiar because I know you're from New York and they're on like every corner in New York. Um, and I am a spa manager, um, for that company. And so, um, I, you know, I do that. It was also, um, the spa for a very large five-star hotel in Boston. So it was a little bit of both at that location. So I'm used to just busy, managing a lot of people, managing um, just a high-end business. And I was very bored, so bored during the, during quarantine and the pandemic. Oh, I bet. So I jumped in to help Matthew at first just with the website part. Um, I love web design. I love marketing. Um, so I was, you know, doing a lot of just getting his website put together, um, doing some of the SEO on the back end, getting him found on Google, things like that, just, you know, getting traffic to the website. Um, and then he needed a producer for the show and I'm very shy. So in the very beginning, I was not on the show at all, but I was in the background doing the camera work, doing all the, um, the sharing, you know, it's just sort of monitoring the audio, making sure like all the video overlays, you know, once they started to get into that, um, you know, we're just going very smoothly. And then, um, John ultimately, um, had a baby and had to go back to work. And so, mm -hmm. Um, I ended up coming on the show with him. <laughs> so yeah. I do both the producing and I'm on the show. Um, but him and I also travel, you know, we go to um, PCA, you know, we go to the trade shows, we do video content there. So while he is the face because he's more outgoing, I'm the person behind the camera and I do a lot of that work still. Um, I wow. also do like all of our businesses, you know, we're an LLC in terms of um, just like business bookkeeping, things like that. So I'm just on the back end doing a lot of things as well. Wow. That's a lot. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. So cool. And so I've since gone back to work. So I, okay. um, oh my gosh. So um, <laughs> I manage multiple spas now and, you know, I've since been promoted in my role. And so um, it's just, it's very busy because we have full-time jobs and then we do this in our spare time. 
Oh my God. That is very busy. That's a lot, especially managing. I feel that, my gosh, so much. (laughs) Yeah. How did you get into that industry? Well, 12 years ago, um, when I was um, 18, I had started at a Macy's um, and I worked seasonal in the fragrance department. And I had, um, I worked for Clinique and Estee Lauder and I became a makeup artist um, Mm. there. Um, And unfortunately I was laid off, you know, Macy's every year has been closing um, a lot of their stores. And so um, at that point I started a receptionist job um, in a hair salon and I had worked my way up. Um, I had stayed with that place for a few years and then I moved back to Boston. I had been living on the other side of the state at the time. Um, And then I had, you know, got a break in Boston and have been there since. That's so cool. Wow. Yeah. So just sorry, I fell into it, but here I am. (laughs) And then I also went to school. Um, to become an esthetician. So I actually did that a few years ago too. Oh, so um, I'm a licensed esthetician. So I love doing facials and I call myself a professional pimple popper, oh back waxer. I love all that fun stuff where I can hurt other people and also clean their skin. That's amazing. God, I love a facial. It feels so good. I feel so glowing and free afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. So you started smoking when you met Matthew. Does anyone in like your family smoke cigars? Were they shocked or anything? Um, so no one smokes cigars, but both my parents are cigarette smokers. So it didn't sort of shock or turn them off or anything like that. Okay. So, and I did smoke cigarettes um, in my younger days for a while. So Gotcha, gotcha. Where are you from? Um, so I'm from Boston. Um, just outside of Boston originally, but I also lived in the UK for seven years. Um, so wow. my mom immigrated here from Ireland. And then um, when my parents divorced when I was 12, her family had immigrated from Ireland to England. Um, and so I moved with her at 12 years old to England, and then I moved back here um, at 18. So, Wow, that is so cool. What was it like growing up there? Um, very different. Um, I, and that's, I mean, you could, that's very, I can imagine. Yeah. (laughs) Um, very broad statement, but just moving to like a different country, even though they're predominantly English speaking. Um, I lived in the middle of the country. It was not like London or anything. So, um, it was weird because people immediately, oh, you're an American. And like, (laughs) um, and then I get the questions like, what's it like? Is it like what Greece is? Like, I don't know, like whatever movies they watch, like, you know, that true. Is that true? And you know, things that they see in, about New York. And I'm like, I've actually like only been to New York once. Sorry, guys. Like, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Um, so, oh it just, you know, it's, it was very, um, definitely very interesting. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Sorry, I'm trying to relight. Oh, you're good. You've gotten a little bit quiet on my end. Uh, am I? Sorry, I'm puffing on my cigar. That should be better. Oh, yeah, that's good. Okay. It's, I have a dynamic mic, so I move it when I light, and then... Oh, yes. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt your smoking. No, that's okay. (laughs) So I see your website shows that there's so many charities that you're a part of, and a lot of about rights advocacy. Tell us all about what you're doing for the cigar community and why it's important to you. Absolutely. So... um, 
in terms of the, the charity work that we do, um, so we just finished the second annual um, Smoked and Tobacco Charity Fundraiser um, for the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. Um, so when Matthew and I had our first anniversary, we said, hey, we want to do something special. And we decided to do a charity raffle. I don't know why we, we thought about that, but we did that. And so that was last year. And so we decided to go to um, some of our sponsors. We went to um, just people in the cigar industry and we said, hey, do you mind donating some things to us? We want to sell raffle tickets um, and just raise money for, you know, this charity. Um, you know, we love Puente Cigars and, um, you know, we had to write a lot of stories about um, the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation um, and how they have the school in the Dominican Republic um, and a lot of children of cigar rollers. They, um, they attend that school so that they, do, you know, they don't have to work. They can, you know, get an education, give back to their community once they're educated later on. A lot of them have gone on to become doctors, lawyers, things like that. And then they go back and, and help in that community. Um, they also have a health care clinic and they also provide clean drinking water, shoes, like you name it. They help these children down there. Wow. And so, you know, we wanted to do something that definitely... Um, you know, fit the theme of cigars, you know, <laughs> or cigar yes. smokers want to give back to, to a charity for that. And so, um, so last year we did it and it was a huge success. We raised $7,000, which amazing. was amazing. And so this year we were like, okay, well let's do it again. And so we wanted yeah. to make it even bigger and better. Um, and so we did. Um, and essentially what happened was it blew up even more this year. Um, and so, this year we were able to raise $25,000, but wow. Carlito Fuente actually offered to match that. So we were able to raise 25, but then he matched it. So it's $50,000 um, going. And wow. so that just ended a couple of weeks ago. Um, we had over 60 prizes. Um, shipping was like $600 for like all the prizes to be sent out. It was crazy. Like giant humidors. There was, um, um, some of our top prizes this year. So our friend Jay Davis from Blue Smoke of Dallas, he had donated um, a Daniel Marshall times Carlito Fuente box set, which has this 24 karat gold cigar. And it, um, that box is valued at $1,500. Um, LFD donated a blend your own um, uh, experience where they're going to actually send tobacco to someone. And then you get to blend your own cigars, your eight, own eight count box. So you get to like work with them virtually to do that. Um, so cool. Uh, J.C. Newman donated um, a tour of their El Rolo factory, like a private tour, as well as din dinner on the J.C. Newman family. Um, so it, it was so much fun. And wow. there were and those are only like three of like over 60 prizes. <laughs> it was um, pretty crazy. Wow. And um, people just keep, you know, or I should say kept donating. Um, and it was great. So, um, you know, that's just something near and dear to us. We always said, um, you know, with a media platform, like, you know, we want to help people and use our platform for good. So, when, you know, once you get enough people, um, you know, to follow you, we wanted to, you know, get that out to the world and, you know, use it for that. Um, and so just talking about cigar advocacy, we always like to, you know, talk about all the different advocacy, uh, can't talk right now, um, advocacy <laughs> groups as well, um, because we always want to keep the conversation going, especially, you know, when it involves the FDA and things like that. And we want to educate consumers because people play, they, or people think they don't um, play this really important part in it. And they really do. Um, and okay. just, you know, learning about what it means in your state and how you can help in your state, or if you can even just find something in your state, it could really, you know, make a difference. Um, and then, that, you know, obviously that trickles down to shops and, you know, retailers and things like that. So 
Wow. So many accomplishments. That is incredible. So what can people do right now to contribute to advocacy rights? Just honestly, it's just educating yourself on what there is out there. I know right now we do have a link on our page where um, you can sign something. And I'm sorry, I don't have more information on that, but if you go to smokingtobacco.com, it's right at the top of the page. And I believe that's a link um, to go and um, sign something um, as of right now. But there's always different battles that, um, you know, people are doing against the government and um, even just supporting, you know, um, joining these organizations, joining the CRA. Those are things that can help, you know, money goes a long way with them and, and the court battles and things that they have to do, so... Yeah, for sure. What uh, charities right now are going on that people can help with? So right now, um, obviously our charity fundraiser is over, but you can always go and donate to the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. Um, We also always recommend Cigars for Warriors. That's a great one too. If you have any cigars that you're not going to smoke or you don't love, you can donate those. Um, And, um, but you can always go to that website and donate, of course, to the Scar Family Charitable Foundation at any point. So, Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So what's like one business failure you've experienced and how did you overcome it? Oh, my God. So, um, I mean, this can go for everyone. Now, I manage like a multi-million dollar business. So (laughs) um, I've made a lot of different (laughs) mistakes over my time. Um, But part of it is just not providing, um, you know, I don't have a a specific mistake, but not providing that quality service, you know, that could trickle over into cigars, just, you know, for example, you know, not providing a quality cigar, you have to take ownership over those mistakes. Like if you're not providing that service or that level of experience that someone is expecting, then you just have to own it and fix it and do what you can to retain that person, you know, as a, you know, as a consumer, as someone who's going to come back to your business later on. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Very cool. Do you have a favorite cigar? No. How, how does someone have, like, how does know, someone have just do one favorite think? cigar? <laughs> um, I definitely don't. I have a lot of cigars that I, love. I have a whole pile of scars. I still need to try because that's what happens too is I have so many things to try and smoke and fall in love with. And then I'm like, oh, but I just want like my old favorite. Like I just want like something like something that I know is going to be good every time. Because sometimes you also try something new and you're like, ah, I just wish I had like this other one. (laughs) It's like not as relaxing. It's not the same. Yeah. Because you, I, sometimes you just want to expect what flavor, right? Or or what profile is there. And you just, Sometimes I just get so overwhelmed. So even earlier before the show, um, I was like, you still haven't tried these cigars. And I'm like, I just, I don't have time, but put them at the front of the, the, the front of the humidor. Cause what happens is that then I look at everything we have and I'm like, I don't, I'm just going to grab this. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Just something else. So if it's not at the front, I'm not going to try it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What about like a favorite binder filler wrapper, anything like that? It honestly depends on my mood. That's that's the thing. Sure, I, it I just get that. sometimes I want something really heavy, really thick, heavy Maduro. Other times I want something just really light, sort of creamy, mm-hmm. like a Connecticut. It depends if I'm having coffee, I'm having whiskey. I, like I I do love it all. The only thing I really don't like is very peppery. 
I, I can do subtle hints of pepper, but if it's just so heavy on like punch you in the face pepper, or it's not going to fade out throughout the cigar, the first third, I'm okay. I, I just, I won't love it. I, I'm just not. Exactly. It. It's just like <laughs> too harsh on the back of your throat and your mouth is all spicy and yeah. Yeah. So what do you like to pair cigars with? You said it's like depending well, on which, what you're smoking. It, it does depend on what I smoke. I'm yeah. sorry. Cause I'm, I'm the one being interviewed today. Usually I'm the interviewer. <laughs> um, I have more time to smoke my cigar while the person is answering. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> relight, relight if you need to. <laughs> Mm. no idea but um today I'm not being classy at all I am pairing with a high noon so I can go trashy or classy when it comes to pairings but sometimes I do um some you know very nice whiskeys I love rum so I um Mm. me and Matt have been really into like this bamboo rum lately um mojitos we like to experiment with different cocktails um, but again, it depends. And also if it's early in the morning, coffee, I love yes. pairing a cigar with coffee. Um, unfortunately, you know, due to my work, I can't go to work smelling like cigars. So it's really right. hard for me to have them on a daily basis, um, in terms of like earlier on in the day. And I try to only then stick to nights where I know I'm going to like shower, like directly after, you know, that can be a process when you're a female. So of course I know, <laughs> um, right. <laughs> and, um, you know, so it, I love a morning cup of coffee and a cigar, but I can only really do that on my days off, so. Right, right. Yeah. What's, like, the fondest memory you've had, like, experience with a cigar in hand? You know what I mean? So, yes. Nothing, so, I hate to say this, nothing specific comes to mind yeah, um, in terms of fine. an exact experience, but it's something that Matt and I do to, to bond together. And that to me is huge. Like, like all of those memories, we spend so much time smoking cigars together because, you know, we both have full-time jobs and then, you know, we have our business in our spare time. So most of our spare time is us just sitting, having cigars, working on cigar stuff together. Like even right now, he's two feet away from me on his laptop, also doing cigar stuff. So, um, um, so, you know, just all of those little moments that we get together with them. Um, exactly. That's so yeah. cool. And you're in Ohio. Is that right? No. So we are in Boston. Oh, Boston. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> Do you have a favorite cigar lounge there? Yeah. So Boston does not have a ton of cigar lounges. They are just not oh. cigar friendly in Massachusetts. Um, oh. and so, uh, so Stanza um, de Sigari in the North End um, is, that's like kind of, I guess, one of our closest lounges, I would say, um, but they're very overpriced, so they're, they're right in the city. Um, it's more of a touristy place. They're, they are one of the oldest lounges, I believe, in America, um, so that's okay, but we then take the drive up to New Hampshire, which is very cigar friendly, um, right over oh, the border. Good. So we live like 45 minutes from there. And um, New Hampshire, there's two guys in twin smoke shop. There's Castro's, um, there's the Federal. So there's so many up there. And they're also um, tax-free in New Hampshire, whereas in Massachusetts, oh. there's a 40% cigar tax. So oh. um, we another reason to go up. 
Um, but all of those lounges are phenomenal. Um, they don't overcharge for cigars, also huge. Um, like I said, in the city, it's, you know, you can get like an acid blondie for like $22, which is ridiculous. <laughs> so um, just putting that out there. And it's a very limited selection in the city. Whereas again, if you go up, you have the full shop. So you have just a lot more um, to choose from. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Taxes, yep. man. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's almost like New York, 40% New York? Massachusetts is one of the, um, one of the highest. Yeah. Along with say. like New York, California. Yeah. They're all in the same. Yeah. Yeah. I think California is at like almost 70% or something, something absolutely ridiculous. It's crazy. So we take the drive. Luckily we're a small good. state and we're able to do that. So we, you know, we tend to go up there more often. Good, good. If you could go back and give your beginner smoker self advice, what would it be? Um, don't listen to everyone else. Good. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to everyone else because in the beginning, Matt was like, oh, try these like flavored cigars, like ease yourself into it. And all they did was give me headaches. Um, so that was the biggest thing. I don't like anything artificially flavored. So anything like sweetened flavored, I'm not a huge fan of. Um, and I, it's just personal preference. I get headaches. So that is what a lot of men tend to, I hate to say this, a lot of no, men no. tend to like push women to, oh, start off with this flavored one. No, just pick something smooth, something, like I said, like Connecticut shade mild, like that's the best place to start. And I wish I had just experimented a little bit more on my own in the beginning. Yeah, for sure. So like, Five years ago, where did you see yourself being now? And is it much different than where you expected to be? Like, is it much different than where you are now? Yes, absolutely. Um, so for one, I did not expect to be vice president of a cigar media company. Also, <laughs> I didn't expect to be smoking cigars because five years ago, I did not do this. Um, and then just in, you know, in life in general, I mean, five years ago, I had just broken up with my, um, I'm engaged now to Matthew, but I had a first engagement and I had been with that person for seven years. Um, and so it was a long time we never ultimately got married, but I had no idea even then I just had like a second wave (laughs) of life, um, at that point. So to be now here in a happy, healthy relationship and, um, you know, engaged to someone I love and, you know, doing this, uh, succeeding, you know, with my work. Um, yeah. You know, my my first um, fiance told me I was never going to amount to anything and just all <laughs> of these other things. He was like, if you go back, you're just going to be, a, you know, um, to the city because I didn't live in the city at the time. You know, you're going to be a bum. And I had jumped to then again, become a manager. And now I'm part of this big corporation and I love what I do. And Hell I've been promoted yes. a couple of times, so screw you. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> screw, screw you everybody. are winning. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I just, you know, I try to do my own thing, and here I am. That's amazing. Wow. Where do you see your talents and your passions five years from now? I mean, growing even more. Um, absolutely. I mean, I always like to say my. Um, you know, I'm building like my little empire at work, but I, you know, I put a thousand percent into everything that I do. Um, so I would hope that in the future, smoke and tobacco is going to grow even bigger, um, you know, from the efforts that we're putting in there. And then also just in my personal life, 
you know, just growing and succeeding with what I do. Hell yes. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Who's been like a mentor in your life and what's the greatest lesson that they've taught you? Ooh. Okay. So I hate to say this, but myself, I, there have been a lot of times, (laughs) a lot of times, like, so I also studied psychology in, in college and just, there were a lot of like dark times in my life. And the unfortunate truth is that no one's going to help you but yourself. And you have to really fight for what you want in life. If you're sitting there, you're complaining, you're not taking the steps to make things happen. That's on you. That's not on anyone else but yourself. So, you know, just, you know, getting yourself into that mentality that you can do whatever you want to do. That takes a lot of work, but once you're there, you know, you're just in a happier place mentally and you're able to create the life that you want to create for yourself. Worth it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I love that answer. <laughs> I know it sounds like, I like, feel like eh, I'm saying myself, but no one else will teach you that aside from yourself. So yeah, exactly. I know that's what I say the same exact thing. Like I give myself the most credit, you know, I've made mm-hmm. it this far. I've done it. I've been through it and I've gotten here. I totally agree with you. And that's what matters though. Yeah, exactly. So what's the best like cigar etiquette advice you've gotten or what's the best advice that you've learned yourself? Well, I have not done this personally, but my, my go-to is please don't slobber over the community cutter. Don't put the cigar in your mouth and then cut. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't like, don't like put your cigar out in the ashtray and crush it. And like, I guess you could do that, but like, no point. No point. Yeah. Putting your mouth on the cigar and then cutting it and then somebody else uses it. Oh God. Gross. And I've seen it, (laughs) seen it happen. Also don't leave your lounge dirty. Like, I don't know. Like granted people accidentally ash on the ground, the amount of people, or at least men I've seen, I know I'm always going to call out men, but (laughs) <laughs> literally like just <laughs> legit ashing on the ground because they think it's okay it's like use the ashtray don't be an animal because yeah. then other people walk in and it, there's been so many times I've gone into a lounge that obviously some lounges are smaller they don't have enough staff to constantly be cleaning and yet there's ash everywhere wrappers everywhere like up. sorry God, they are. They're disgusting. There's such an entitlement to them. Not all men, by the way, everyone listening. But in the industry, you see quite a few entitled men. They walk into the humidor with a cigar lit and throw. I hate when they throw their credit cards at me because I worked in a cigar lounge and they just throw it. Don't look at you. Yeah. Lick the cigar and then cut it with the community Getting their slobber all over it. Oh, it's time to grow up, everybody. (laughs) I know. (laughs) If you could smoke with anyone in the world, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Okay, so I always say Betty White. Yes! (laughs) On this one, because she's a badass bitch, and I would love (gasps) to have a cigar with her, just just because. Just because. just because. Why not? Yeah. I could give you a better answer than that, but I would, Betty White would be cool. Yeah, no, I love that. (laughs) That's amazing. What's something you've done lately that's worth remembering? Lately? 
internet. I hate to say it. Like, I, I went to England lately. I yeah. went to England to visit my mom in April. <laughs> so, so I, cool. Um, it had been, I had been scheduled to go um, the April, like right um, after the first quarantine happened in March. So I, I had paid for this flight years ago, essentially like multiple years ago at this point. Wow. Um, and I just hadn't been able to use that just due to work and due to, um, you know, restrictions being in other countries still like for COVID testing. So they finally loosened them. Um, and I was able to go this past April, um, but I hadn't seen my mother in like three years. So wow, it was oh. um, great to go back and, and see everyone. Yeah, I bet. My gosh. So what are the next steps in the cigar business? Would you ever like create your own cigar, you think? Or No. So no. not that Matt and I have anything against it, but, yeah. you know, we don't want to create our, our own cigar or anything like that. You know, our business is just the media. And, you know, we try to be as unbiased as we can on all different cigar companies, all different cigar lines, things like that. And so just creating our own, like we're not looking to own a company or a cigar, a cigar company where we're, you know, we're trying to distribute or doing anything like that. You know, we, we like to enjoy the cigar, not create it and sell it. So I love that. Love that. Do you ever like review cigars or do you mostly just like smoke it and you love it or you don't? (laughs) So Matt did dabble in reviewing in the very, very beginning. Um, so we did pull away from that right now because reviewing takes a lot of time. And just yeah. based on the fact we do have full-time jobs and do this, we just can't because if we were going to do reviews, we can't just smoke one. You know, to really review so a cigar, you have to smoke multiple, um, two if not more, cigar, like of, of that cigar um, to really get a sense of the consistency, the construction, like so you can critique those things. Um, and so... In the, we've actually been trying to find someone for our website to do reviews for us and contribute oh, cool. to our website. Um, another person who does have the time to be able to do that. So unfortunately, at the moment, we don't dabble in cigar reviews. But ha- if I had the time and I could work from home, absolutely. You know, if I had a job where I could, you know, just smoke more often than I'm able to right now, it would be something I would love to do. But yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of work. And you you never know, like, your palate, what you ate that day, you need to try it again, or what well, you smoked and, already. And the good people who do it, they, they're not smoking them back to back. They're exactly. smoking them over a course of a month, and they are smoking two or three of that cigar on clean palates with water. You know, they're, they're doing it to the T. Um, those are the good reviews where, like, you can truly trust then sort of what they say. Um, not to say there, I mean, I'm not calling out anyone specifically, but if someone's just reviewing it once, you know, if you're going to do it right, you have to review a couple different versions of the same cigar. Um, and so, and, or at least that's my belief. So. Yeah, totally. I get that. Well, very cool. So where can everybody find you on social media or websites? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, smokingtobacco.com, um, and it's smoking without the G. A lot of people make that mistake. And then oh, tobacco, T A B A C C O. So we are spelt a little weird, but if you just go straight to smokingtobacco.com, you will find us. Um, we are also on all of the podcast networks as well. Um, we are on YouTube. Um, so it's YouTube slash smoking tobacco. Um, 
we also have Facebook slash Boca Tobacco. So we, we post literally everywhere um, that we can. And then Matt and I have our own handle. So he is at Smoking Tobacco and I'm at Smoking Nicole. Um, so that's the one where we do have separate like little handles for ourselves. So very cool. Yeah. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for chatting with me and sharing everything, all your stories and all about smoking tobacco. This has been awesome. Yeah, no problem at all. Yeah. Well, thank you. And I hope we can do it again sometime. Yeah, no problem at all. All right. Thanks again, Nicole. Everyone, if you want to check out Smoking Tobacco and donate to the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation, go to their website. I'll put all of their information of how to get to their website and where to find them on social media in the show notes. So be sure to find that and check them out. Thanks again for listening, everyone. I'll talk to you soon.